0: This episode of the OP radio podcast sponsored by bespoke post bespoke post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. No matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered from travel and outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods box of awesome has collections for every part of your life. Check it out for yourself and get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at box of boxofawesome.com enter the code Opie, OPIE at checkout. This episode also sponsored by helixsleep.com/opi for up to $200 off and two free pillows. I got my last three mattresses from helixsleep.com/opi. Need a mattress? Go there! Everybody, welcome to my live stream from uh, from the ocean. That's right. It is quite foggy and uh, misty out here. You can barely see the ocean in the background. My goodness, Brian Bernard, you are first on the YouTube. <clears throat> I should have cleared my throat before I started. Wayne Boo Atkins, you are fa- first on the Facebook. That that's good. Clearing your throat first thing in the morning. It's weird though. I turned this thing on and. Uh, and these are the first words of the day. My my wife is still sleeping. The kids are gone. I'm like, let's do a little live stream. And I got some coffee from around the world, thanks to Vinny Castiglione. Uh, I think today we're in Kenya, so cheers to Kenya, and the Lion King, right? I think that's Lion King territory. I'm not sure, but I believe so. Pat Duffy, what's up? Good morning, and happy belated birthday to Graham Crawford the Fourth. Graham Crawford the Fourth had a birthday. Well, happy birthday to one of our own. Carol, pretty plus more trying to get some some info. Where are the kids? My in-laws, this is the first time they've done this too. So my in-laws are down there in Philly and uh, they came up for the 4th of July and they're like, let us take the kids for a week. We're like, hell yeah. So uh, I drove like halfway to Philly on uh, Saturday met my in-laws on the side of the highway on the belt parkway somewhere in Brooklyn. There's a gas station. I'll go local for the people. It's right in the median of the road of the highway. And they're like, let's meet there. This place is shady as fuck. I pull in, they pull in coming the other way. We, we timed it perfectly and they took the kids for a week. So, um, I'm sure there's a bunch of you that can relate to this. Me and my wife literally don't know what to do with ourselves. We realize that oh my god, the last ten plus years it's been all about the kids. So we're just like staring at each other, basically going, "So what's up? How are you?" <laughs> that's, that's kind of an exaggeration, but it's it's nice sleeping in. There's no kids. Doggy sleeping somewhere. Carol goes, "I have some ideas. I I I, I bet you your ideas are the same ideas as mine." There, Carol. By the way, I just uh, I just clicked on that video you sent me. Oh my goodness! A, a good friend of mine. This sounds crazy, but he's a good friend of mine now. I just actually uh, texted him to see if he would jump on the live stream, um, but he didn't write back, so he's not up. I'm talking about Bubba the Love Sponge. Yes, we are now friends. Uh, life is weird in that in that way. Um, I don't know. We were. I, I guess we were enemies. Well, we both worked at Sirius XM because he was part of the Howard Stern camp. And how it goes is if you're part of the Howard Stern camp, you're supposed to despise Opie and Anthony. And, you know, he played his part for many years, and we were supposed to fight. Uh, he threatened to beat me up the next time he came to New York City. And I'm not going to lie to you, Bubba's a big guy. So every day when I was in that studio at Sirius XM. I would keep one eye open for Bubba marching down the hall to beat me up, <laughs> but it never happened. And then, uh, fast forward a bunch of years, you know, he did my podcast, I did his show, and now we keep in touch. He was fighting the COVID a few months back, and uh, good old pretty plus more. I have shared custody, and, and at first it's tough, but honestly, it's good to have your time, and recharge. It makes you a better parent. Yeah, right on. Yeah, it's great that they, uh, they took them for a week. We're just hoping they, they last a week. Um, they were already wearing down yesterday, which was what, Sunday night? They were wearing down a little bit, but I think they'll be all right. They'll 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 regroup today because they're, they're, they're young. So, you know, my in-laws want to show them a really, really good time. So it's just go, go, go. So they get really, really tired at night and that's when they're missing us and want us to go uh, pick them up. So, uh, where was I? The Bubba the Love Sponge. So now, yeah, now we're we're definitely pals. And Pretty Plus More just sent me a video. Uh, Bubba the Love Sponge is, uh, is doing a little DoorDash action as a part-time job. I was fascinated by the video you sent me. And Bubba was filming the whole thing in a car and he made like a, a quick $60. And I was thinking to myself, damn, this is not the worst idea in the world. <laughs> I got that electric scooter in New York City. Maybe I'll maybe I'll scoot around and uh, do some deliveries after I drop the kids off. Now that I'm like, uh, I guess I, I... people like to say I'm retired. Am I retired? Semi-retired, I guess, because I'm still kind of doing this. Although it's really, really casual. It's not uh, completely professional. So then I'm like, what should I do with my days? I have uh, I have volunteered in uh, soup kitchens around the New York City area. Maybe I should pop on and do that again. Or maybe I'll just get on my electric scooter. <laughs> Look at Pretty Plus More. <laughs> do not. She looks out for me this Pretty Plus More. She's like, do not, DoorDash. Why not? It sounds kind of fun. It absolutely sounds kind of fun uh and you know you get a little pocket money i'm gonna grab my electric scooter i'm gonna drop the kids off and then i'm gonna pop on my app and i'm gonna be like all right who needs a delivery oh i got a starbucks delivery and i tool up to starbucks grab the delivery drop it off i can make a quick hyundai why not i would have to i would have to be in deep disguise though because these savages if they found out i was delivering food in new york city oh boy would it become a thing when you're saying do not do that, huh? Why not, man? I got to do something with my days. It's summer, and it's all cool, and we're all hanging out. But the kids go back to school, and, God, it's going to be quick at this point. What, a month and a half? And then uh, I, I need to do something. I, I think I need to do something with, uh, with with my my time. Soup kitchen, you feed your own soul. That's good for a man. Yeah, man. I like, uh, you know what, I can't oversell it. I haven't done it in a bit. But uh, I, I like doing stuff like that. Absolutely, fucking And that, that is something I absolutely will jump back into in the fall. But I can't do that on a regular basis there. Rob Vetter, Opie the Uber driver. I've thought about that too because I like to talk to people. But I would have to film it and then I know I would lose my Uber job because somebody would bitch because they would see their video online. But in my car, honestly... Between the dog puking, the kids puking when they were younger, there's still Christmas tree needles in my car. Uh, there's spilled milk. You know, my my car is not ready for for Uber. You gotta you gotta make your car nice and pristine. Although in New York, oh my God, I've been in some Uber cars where you you cannot believe the cars have been terrible over the years. I got into an Uber once with a <laughs> with a fucking baby seat. <laughs> I got in. I got into the back, and, there, and the person still had their baby seat in there, or child seat, whatever. Shock jocks and cars with coffee. There you go. Stupid Jerry Seinfeld, Gary Krasinski. What's up, Gary? How are you, buddy? Uh, Rachel says uh, yes. Right. I got into an Uber in New York City that looked like it had been through a demolition derby. I'm telling you. Most of the Uber's they are nice and they take pride in, you know, making sure their car is all nice. But I've been in some some um, shit boxes with my Uber, that's for sure. And I'm not allowed to use my wife's Uber anymore because she had a perfect rating. Of course she did. She's nice. She's beautiful. Doesn't cause any problems even if she's mad, you're not going to know. And then I started using her Uber with the kids, and uh, her five-star rating went down to a three. <laughs> and, I th- and I thought I was on my best behavior, too. So I'm not really, I'm not, uh, really allowed to use her Uber anymore. I guess I should just get my own, but uh, th- that's how that went. She was not happy that I ruined her, uh, her five-star rating on Uber. And I was behaving. I know I was behaving. Ugh. What's up, Karen Goad-Williams? How are you? Welcome to, uh, I think this is a Monday, right? Oh, by the way, there's my little garden in the background, a little exclusive. The uh, That all started out as little seeds. Little seeds, and then I had to buy, because you can't plant anything out here, I had to buy these, like, uh, these trays, and I'm growing all my vegetables in those trays right now. And the salt water just beats the shit out of the plants out here. Oh, my God. Opie, you suck. Let's let this guy uh, breathe. Thank you, Michael. Now go away, okay? You did it. Congratulations. I think this is a Monday. Ha-ha, dude, you sound like me. I really wasn't sure. I I really thought it might have been a Tuesday. (laughs) But it's a Monday, yes. We had a very chill weekend, except for the... <clears throat> except for the drop-off with the kids in the middle of the, the highway at the uh, the gas station. And, uh, you know, the kids are already bragging that Pop-Pop, uh, they're Pop-Pops and Mom-Moms down there in uh, the Philly area. That's what they call the grandparents. I don't know what they call them in your area, but in Philly it's Pop-Pop and Mom-Mom. And uh, they already were telling me, you know, Pop-Pop has good A.C., because uh, the kid still hasn't fixed his AC because he's waiting for Mike to get his machine fixed. But I think I think I got to make a move today. I absolutely got to make a fucking move. But at least I'm getting the stove fixed tomorrow. The guy came. I think you know my issues uh, here. I got a lot of stuff that it needs uh, fixing. And I'm, I'm just checking them off the list slowly but surely. The door that I used to have to go like this and then lock it. That's fixed. Finally got the Allen Ranch and fixed that. But um, I, got a, uh, I got a stove that's not working, uh, the burners work, the broiler works, but not the oven, right? Down at the, down at the bottom there, the burner. So uh, I did everything I could with my YouTube videos. I, uh, I hit a dead end, so I had to call a company and the guy comes over and there's me sitting on the floor as, as he's getting ready to take the oven apart a little bit to see what the problem is and I go, you don't need to see what the problem is because I already know I need a brand new thermocouple. Within one minute, he goes, it's not the thermocouple. <laughs> All the confidence in the world, too. Like I like I'm a, like I've been a, 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 an appliance repairman for the last 20 years, you know, just bonding with a fellow repairman. It's the thermocouple. He's like, it's not the thermocouple. This stove looks like it's been broken since it has, it has been put in here at your house. Uh, but anyway, uh, he says you got to replace the whole burner, my friend. There's something going on here that I don't understand and I can't fix. But he, he's like, look, I'm gonna come back uh, next week. But if you need the oven, all you have to do is take this screwdriver. You go, and he showed me how to hot wire my oven so we can bake some cakes. So I was like uh, to my wife, do you need a bike, cake? Okay? Because I can hotwire the oven. And then I pull out my my uh <coughs> my screwdriver. She's like, no, 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 no. Like, but he showed me how to hot wire the oven. All to do is hit the gas thing and it goes click, 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 and you take that, you take that screwdriver and, and you create a spark. She's like, how about uh we don't do that? I'm like, all right, but I could do it if you need it. I didn't think this summer I would learn how to hotwire an oven. That's where I'm at in my life. I now know how to hotwire an oven, and uh, and I might be doing deliveries on my electric scooter because Carol sent me a video of Bubba the Love Sponge doing uh, DoorDash. And instead of feeling sorry for him and going holy shit, I thought to myself, my God, I would kind of enjoy doing that. <laughs> But we're getting the stove uh, fixed properly, uh, I think, tomorrow. And then hopefully I'll get the AC uh, fixed because I know those kids aren't going to make a week, and I think we're going to have to go down and get them early. And I got to make sure that AC is fixed. Oh, my goodness. Because, you know, that's what my that's what my uh, my wife's uh, father does for a living. So can you imagine? I have AC problems in my house. He fixed one of them, kind of. But I, up, upstairs here, there's a room over here. Um, it's, it's sort of turning into like a nice little studio. And uh, the AC doesn't work up here. And the AC doesn't work in the car. That is not good when uh, you're married to a gal whose father does this for a living. You got to make sure all your AC is running nice. Real nice. Wait, you, you think my wife's right and I shouldn't hot wire the oven so she can bake a cake? I don't know why I went with that example. Because I, you know, I, I've admitted I am a feminist, so that was really rude and rude to, to say so my wife could bake a cake. Maybe it's so I can make some clams casino with a little bacon on top, just a little touch. Why not? So what else is going on? Uh-oh. When when the host says, so what else is going on? That means he's he has nothing else in his head. <laughs> A little secret for all you. You know, when the host says that, he ran out of things to say already, and he's barely twenty minutes in. That's not good. Hot wire to the oven sounds like a t-shirt idea. I like that t-shirt idea. Hey, Graham Crawford the fourth. Happy birthday! Obviously belated, uh, but Pat uh, turned us all on to the fact that uh, you had a birthday recently. So happy birthday to one of the good guys right there, Graham Crawford the Fourth. Hope it was a good one, my friend. Yeah, these are the things these are the things when you realize you know, you got a good one. Tim Fox, I remember, wow, I haven't thought about this in years, so thank you, Tim Fox, for the memory. I'm going to remind her of this when she wakes up. Tim Fox, I remember you used to let her feet freeze in the car because the heater was screwed. That is the truth. That is the absolute truth, and she didn't bitch at all, man. I got a good one. She's been through a lot of Garbage because of me and the people I associated with. She is a good egg. All right, I want to welcome a brand new sponsor to the OP Radio podcast. I'm talking about Bespoke Post. I love these guys. This summer, Bespoke Post is here to take your adventures to the next level with a new lineup of must have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post, they partner with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. They got so much to choose from. They got the Weekender and Heirloom-level carry-all. They got whiskey stuff. They got uh, drink stuff. They got outdoor stuff. They got stuff to put in your coffee. They got CBDs. They got stuff for taco night. They got all sorts of electric toothbrushes. What did I get? Oh, I got the, uh, the sunglasses, the comb, and the suntan lotion, and I also dipped in and got the taco night stuff. If you're looking for a gift for someone special in your life, I strongly suggest you check these guys out. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered from travel and outdoor gear to breezy summer styles and grooming goods. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. To get started, you take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. Free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box costs only $45 but has over $70 worth of gear inside. All right, I want you to check it out for yourself. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code OP, OPIE at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code O P I E for 20% off your first box. Opie Radio. Uh Jennifer first, what's up? You still have all your fingers! I got I got I got sort of I got like four and a half because I got these stupid thumbs. I got these thumbs. Look at these thumbs. Thanks a lot, Ma. Dumb thumbs that look like they got, uh, you know, shot off by fireworks. I don't know. All of a sudden, like I guess God said, "Good enough, good enough on the dumb." We'll give him a big brain instead. <laughs> I like to toe thumbs, Graham Croft. For the fourth, only I can make fun of my thumbs. <laughs> uh, anyway, I um. Must be hard to bowl with. (laughs) I laugh because, uh, A, very good comment, Jamie Marie D. And, B, you're 100% uh, right. I have to find some ridiculous bowling ball uh, that has a big thumb hole. It doesn't look wide, but it really is. This stupid thumb. And then I got to, like... I got a bowl with a ball that's usually way too heavy for me, but it at least gets my thumb in that stupid thumb hole. There's been times I've bowled over the years where there's the popping sound as my thumb finally releases from the bowling ball for her pleasure. (laughs) Fred Flintstone thumbs, yeah. Hey man, that, that Megan Fox. I got something in common with Megan Fox. We both have the exact same thumbs. I mean, for real, the exact same thumbs. Oh, my God. I don't want to install this now. Java's like, you know, he's kind of boring this morning. Why don't we, uh, why don't we offer him an update for the Java? I ain't updating your Java. Uh, oh, unfortunately, the neighbor's dog, though, fucking beat the shit out of Doggy. God, he's had a, he's had a tough run. He's had a tough run. Yeah, he went to a groomer where, you know, they just brought him in the back. He didn't know he was saying goodbye to us for eight hours. He's too young to leave us for eight hours. So he's freaked out about that. And then when we came back and got him, he was shaved down to almost his skin. He'll be on camera this week, I promise. And you're not going to believe it's the same dog. Um, And then we decided to go bowling. So we decided we had to leave him for five or six hours in the house. We never did that before. So he's like, what the fuck? He's, be- he's become a very cuddly dog because he's basically saying, don't ever leave me. And then we have this great weekend, hanging out on the beach, cranking music. Uh, my daughter's uh, making a sand castle and uh, we're just chilling, man. It was just so easy and nice. And at end of the day, when uh, all the farmers start leaving the beach, you get a lot of farmers. Uh, you- they're the ones that come for the day. Um, you know, end of the day, we, uh, we all kind of let our dogs loose to go snipping butts and whatnot. And usually there's never, ever an issue. And Doggy sees uh, my neighbor's dog. Unfortunately, um, a kid had the dog on a leash, a really, really small kid. Man, but Doggy doesn't know this shit. Doggy just wants to go over there and explore, sniff a butt or two, maybe lick some uh, pee-pees, and then move on with his life. So he got too close to this dog that uh, this very small kid had on a leash and the dog who I've known for years when it's a full holy shit attack mode and um, bit Doggy really hard on the butt and on the tail. And then what was horrifying, the yelp that Doggy uh, let out was really, really, really sad. And next thing you know, he starts running back toward us on only three legs. I'm like, "Holy shit! The dog just broke Doggy's leg!" Because this dog is really, really big, and I thought I thought he pinned down Doggy, and I thought maybe somehow he broke his leg, and that's why he was running back to us uh, with three legs. And everyone's like, "Oh my god! He's bleeding from the butt and the tail." And uh, I uh, I did, you know, what parents do. You, you guys know this. And I just grabbed the bad leg, and I kind of started squeezing to see if he would yelp in pain because you guys figure out what how bad the injury is. And he didn't yelp at all. And uh, long story short, uh, besides the pretty nice bite mark on his ass and uh, the bite mark on his tail, his leg is completely fine. Uh, he's been chasing tennis balls down the beach ever since. So I'm like, thank God we dodged the bullet. Oh, I hear doggy coming now. Hi, doggy. Look at that. Look at that. Doggy, are you shy? Yeah. <laughs> There's his balls. <laughs> oh, come on, man. If you could lick your own balls, you would. I, I don't even have to ask the guys. If you could lick your own balls, you would. And now today, it's like a, a very windy day out there. I don't know. We got a storm coming. Is this the storm that's going to take out all the houses? We live in an area where we all just we all just know eventually our house will be taken out. I mean, how much does that suck? I got I got a neighbor. He's uh, I asked him his age the other day. He was a little insulted. But he's still rocking like nothing, man. He's 84, 84 years old, and you would not know it, how he works on his house, and he fucking moves, man. And and he doesn't look, he doesn't look that age either. And I was talking to him. He's been out in this area since uh, the late 70s. He said he's on his third house. And then I'm like, yeah, but that ain't going to happen anymore because now they take care of the beach and blah, 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 and they're trying to build up the dunes and blah, blah, blah. He looked at me like, oh, you silly, silly man. You dumb, dumb. So basically he's telling me as an old timer, like, look, you know, get those memories in because eventually uh, one of these storms will take out your house. And then it'll be up to you if you want to rebuild at that point because I'm on my third house. Like, shit. How's the flood insurance? Oh, my God. The insurance you have to have on these houses out here. And there's not even a chance, well, I guess the big one, but besides the big one, there's not even a chance any of these houses would flood. We have to be way up on stilts when the, uh, yeah, Vincent knows, when that uh, when that ocean comes, the dunes vanish like sandcastles. Yeah, no kidding. you think they're all built up nice, but nope. Oh, let me talk about mattresses for a second. HelixSleep.com slash They're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. When I was driving the kids to meet their in-laws on the Bell Parkway, I was next to a car. The guy had a mattress on the roof and it was going. And I'm like, man, people are still buying mattresses that way. I sure ain't. The last three mattresses I got were from Helix because they make it so easy and nice. This is what they do. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes like two minutes to complete. It matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? Why would you buy a mattress from a store and throw it on the roof of your car? With Helix, you're getting a mattress that you know will be perfect for the way you sleep. They have soft, medium, firm mattresses great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And even a Helix Plus mattress for plus size sleepers. Just take the quiz. They'll match you up with your mattress. Comes in the mail in a box. You're like, how is my mattress in this box? You unbox it and watch the thing come to life. And I love my Helix mattresses. So if you're looking for a mattress, you take the quiz. You order the mattress that you're matched to. And the mattress comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't ever need to go to a mattress store again and put it on the hood of your car and go... Down the highway. Oh, they got great reviews, but I don't want to bore you with that. But I do want to tell you, Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com. If you're in the market for a mattress, do me a favor and go there and check it out for yourself. That's helixsleep.com. slash opie. We're up to $200 off and two free pillows. (laughs) Bravo. My boyfriend bakes too. Not a big deal. (laughs) Hey, man. I took a baking class in, uh, was it high school or junior high? I'm trying to remember now. I think it was junior high. I think it was late junior high. So for me, junior high was 7th, 8th, and ninth grade. And all my friends, they went into workshop and wood shop and metal shop and I learned how to work on cars, and I said, fuck that. I'm taking a baking class. It was with all the girls. I was one of the only guys, and they made fun of me. You know, they called me all the names you used to be able to say when when guys were doing questionable things back then, although now we live in a time where there's not many questionable things. And so they did all that, and I'm like, yeah, you know, joke all you want and do all your name-calling, but I'm sitting in a class, right, with all the hot girls of our class, baking fucking chocolate chip cookies. Make fun all you want, man. How is metal shop? What, did you make a metal uh, funnel? Ooh! I made lemon meringue pie. And I saw blah, blahs, you know what's, because they're starting to grow in. But I hope you had a good day in metal shop oh they made fun problem with the baking class though was the uh the fact that we just baked really really good stuff and uh, i i really knew my way around the kitchen i really did not like Carl ruiz but i i did all right i did all right so i would go home and brag to my mom we made homemade donuts today we did make lemon meringue pie all sorts of cookies i'm trying to remember what else all these fancy desserts, not just basic desserts. My mom looked at me. I'm just a kid. She's like, well, now I'm going to show you how to make a pot roast. The next thing you know, my fun little thing I was doing at school while my, my friends were doing metal shop. Now I'm at home slaving away, making dinner for everybody. I'm like, how do you turn this fun little thing I was doing at school and now it's a job at home? Thanks for nothing. It's actually tanks for nothing. If you need to know, if you're, if you're playing along at home, it's not thanks for nothing. It's tanks for nothing. Somebody out there will understand that reference. There you go. What's some of those, uh, other desserts we got? Yeah, man. I uh, I'm going to go with, uh, a, a little peach cobbler, little peach cobbler. <laughs> Did I say that wrong? God. All right. There you go. We got to give, uh we got to give Brian J. Barkley a little credit, even though he spelled it uh, weird because I think he was trying to be the first, and uh, he got a Caddyshack. In Caddyshack, they say thanks for nothing, but because of her accent, I think she was from Ireland, right? She said tanks, T-A-N-K-S, fur, F-E-R, nothing, N-U-T-T-I-N. That's the proper way to say that from Caddyshack. Thank you. Oh, wow. Now you're going deep with the Caddyshack lines. Help her sort her holy cards. Bob Christie, bravo, my friend. There you go, Nero Wynn. We're we're similar, I think. I don't know if you're a, a boy, a girl. Uh-oh. There's other categories. Don't mean insult you. Nero Wynn says, dude, I fucking rocked home, home ec. I loved it. And then, uh, true story, we had the pothead who was attempting, oh, my God. This is like, he was like a pioneer, man. But he was attempting to make uh, pot brownies. The kid's 13 years old, 14 years old, Tops. And, he, and he's attempting to make fucking pot brownies. I'm old. That was a no-no for, for sure. And then I remember the, the, the room started smelling like pot, of course. And then he got in a lot of trouble. And I think they kicked him down the hall to metal shop. He lost the privilege of hanging out with all the, the hot girls in our class as we baked and flirted. But that goes back to the fruity drink thing and all that other stuff. There's so many things that guys wanna do, but they don't wanna be looked at as a you know what, a less than, let's just say a less than. I think you're still allowed to say that in this world. And I'm like, screw all that. You wanna know that, maybe I shouldn't admit this one. College to me was a joke, right? Because I, I found radio, and I'm like, as long as I could be on the college radio station, the rest of this is just garbage. I don't really care, you know? And uh, I was picking classes, and I'm like, oh, God. And I'm like, why am I admitting this? I can see the memes now. So the girls uh, in Onondaga, what floor was I on? I was uh, three south, if you ever went to Geneseo. So the girls on the floor came to me and said, hey, we have an idea why don't you take a jazz dance class with us? And I'm like, Oh man. And I kind of liked one of the girls. So I'm like, all right, it's a quick, uh, you know, three credits. I was in a class girls, you know, it was, uh, it was the 80s. So just imagine what they were wearing for dance class. Think like, uh, God, do I say it? Think like Jane Fonda. And, uh, You know, once again, hot girls in tight leotards, prancing across the the floor, uh, taking dance lessons. And I was in that class with all women. It was me and another. It was me and another. uh, And another guy. Let's just say that it was me and another guy. And uh, I ended up flirting with these girls the whole semester. You know, we. We started hanging out outside class. We had a little club. Like, hey, why don't we all go to the in between and drink? I'm like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> like, yeah, let's put that up there. But I, I did it because I could just hang out with one of the girls I definitely liked, and there were other girls in the in the uh, the class that I think I liked even more. It got it got crazy, and boy, I was in a fraternity, and boy, did they make fun of me. And I try to keep that on the. Uh, as they say, the QT, try to keep it on the QT, but uh, they found out, they found out that I was doing a little uh, jazz dance club with the ladies, and uh, oh boy, they never let it go. I think they made fun of me for the next, how many years of college did I do? Five? Yeah, they pretty much beat me up about that for the rest of my uh, my college career. <laughs> no, I was not <laughs> I, w- I wasn't in a leotard, Karen. Dude, Williams. I was not in a leotard. All right, I'll admit this though, just for the goof, for the goof, I, 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 I wore some leg warmers. But it was the girls. They were trying to dress me up. They thought I was cute, and they handed me some leg warmers and they're basically saying them to me like, "Why don't you wear my leg warmers today?" And it was, and it was her leg warmers. I'm sure behind the scenes they were making fun of me and and, and said stuff like, look, I'll get them to put on leg warmers. But I I tried them. I mean, I think you got to try things, right? (laughs) And no I wasn't. Jesus, look at this guy. No I wasn't. It's the opposite. Because the girls were hot. I'm the only one. I'm the only one that will do unusual different things because the girls are hot. I was the only one growing up that got myself in situations like that, right? No, Miranda says that's adorable. Thank you. It was fun. And then the teacher, oh, my God. If he wasn't in Geneseo, he would have been on Broadway. Let's just put it that way. He hated that I was in that class because he fully understood what I was doing and when I when it was my turn to try one of the dance uh, moves, you had to kind of ah, there's no other way to say it. You had to kind of prance across the floor gracefully, right? I would just I would just clunk my way across the floor and then get back uh, to the end of the line. I remember the teacher would throw his arms up in the air like, "Oh God, God, why me?" But I passed. Barely, I think the guy gave me like a C minus because I tried. Hope he's sweetie. Except I can't do half those moves. If I try to do that move or what, you you lift uh, you lift the, the chick uh, with the nose job that was unrecognizable years later up in the air with the two hands on her uh, right below her boobies, I would have pulled my back out. I would have fell to the floor and went, oh my back, my back. Yeah, I clunked across the floor, clunk, 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 clunk. But that Geneseo was awesome, and that Onondaga dorm was awesome because uh, there's going to be no surprise here for a lot of you, but um, my first uh, night or so at Geneseo, I always say it was the first night, but I'm not sure. I might have made a night or two. Um, One of my uh, roommates, we were in a triple, beat the shit out of me because I was a wise-ass from Long Island. I was way more of a wise-ass way more than i am now believe it or not and he didn't like my attitude and he punched me a couple times really really good this was the time you could pretty much get away with anything Oh as long as you could explain yourself people were like oh, all right yeah he deserved it but not anymore and then he threw me up against the dresser hole in the wall from the force of me being thrown up a, a, against the dresser uh we uh we dealt with it on the floor with the uh what were they called the uh you know, the students that were in charge of the floor, which was insane when they were more irresponsible than everybody else. And uh, then it was decided that I probably shouldn't live with those two guys anymore. But the problem is I had to wait. So I ended up just uh, living in one of the girls rooms for like, uh, I don't know, I would say close to eh, probably a couple weeks. And they felt bad for me. So I get to just like, sleep in the same bed as them and and it wasn't like a it wasn't really like a sexual attraction, but it was like but it was fucking cool, man. And they all kind of felt sorry for me and it was drama and blah 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 blah. And then in the end, uh oh I'm running out of battery power. Ho- hopefully I could uh finish this story. In the end, the other guy realized that the guy that was uh the main guy that beat me up was truly the asshole and he decided he didn't want to room with him anymore. So there was me and Chris from Syracuse. I could say just his first name. So they, we kicked the other guy out. So in the end, I, I kind of won that whole battle. And then uh, I roomed with Chris, but Chris had the weird habit. And I talked about this on the podcast uh, a while ago. Chris had the weird habit of trying to, he tried to satisfy himself. And he liked doing it with the door open so people would be shocked. Yeah, so I don't know if I won in the end. I told that whole story uh, on a past podcast, but that's, that's uh, good old Chris from Syracuse. He, uh, he was into that shock jock stuff way before I was. He would literally keep the door open. I would bail because I kind of knew what he was up to and then i would probably uh probably yeah i definitely would knock on people's doors and and say you want to see something crazy and they would walk by my dorm room to see this guy with his knees all the way up in the air, pretty much over his head there you go hey guys have a good day okay we'll talk soon bye bye i'm gonna leave you with that because it's a perfect (laughs)